Hi, my beautiful people. This is Spill With Me, Jenny D. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am so excited. I've been wanting to do this for so long. I'm giving you a real big hug right now. I don't know if you can feel it, but I'm giving you this big hug because I feel like everybody needs a hug or a hey you're doing great, or you look nice, or just compliment each other. I mean, see, I felt like I needed to start this because I've been running into so many people that just want to talk about their life experiences, their relationships, or like any story they needed to share. This could be something magical or something they wanted to share, but they're afraid of what others would think, me included. Or if you're hurting inside or have a funny story about life lessons you'd like to talk about, I would love for you to reach out. This could be the worst or your best times. Listen, I have some good topics. We're going to have a lot of fun because I believe the best medicine is to talk about it because someone else is dealing with the same shit. Hello, my beautiful people. It's me, Jenny D from Spill With Me, Jenny D podcast. I am here at this beautiful studio. This is a podcast studio. This is Mink Studios. Amy Taylor is the owner and founder. You can look it up if you want to record here, but I'm so excited. Amy, thank you so much for letting us use your studio today. You're the best. And thinkmink.com. So I have this great guest and we go way back, sort of. I know his brother. But I want him to introduce himself. Who is my new guest today? <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm Mark Ferrari, singer-songwriter, Pittsburgh. I know. And yeah. I'm so fascinated by people that are doing a full-time job but also are still doing their passion. So tell us a little bit about what you're doing in the music business. Well, with the music, I started at a young age uh, starting to write songs and just trying to, you know, form the craft. But, but and, why? Like, do you have a history? Like, you're, do you have parents or family that are in the music industry? No one specifically was into the music. My grandfather in Italy was a professor of music. He taught clarinet. So okay. at an early age, my parents made me play the clarinet. <laughs> they just said, There's you know, try it one year, and if you don't like it, you know, you can quit. And it's not that I didn't like it. It just wasn't, like, the kind of instrument right. that I thought, you know, was going to help. But anyway, I ended up doing it. All through high school, they wouldn't let me quit. You're kidding. Yeah. So, but I thank them for that because it helped train my ear and just learn harmonies and, right. and a lot of stuff about music, how to read music, how to write music. So it's definitely, it definitely came in handy. It just, yeah. I wish it was something where I could have been able to sing to like either like piano or the guitar because I didn't you, pick did up the guitar. Did you know you wanted to sing? I, I think I just naturally wanted to sing. I was always the lead in the school plays and grade schools, always singing. Like, they couldn't shut me up. You're kidding. Yeah, it was just from early on. I would just sing all the time. I would be around the house singing. That's what friends are for and uh, the Kermit <laughs> song and everything. Like, Please don't date us. Okay? I just, You're yeah. younger than me, then, I know. but don't I'm date us. Myself. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I just fell in love with melodies and music and how it made me feel. Right. So I think I music wanted to produce that to create that feeling for myself so I didn't have to like go find it on the radio just make it for other people make it for me so I could always try to feel that way I love it I love it Mark wait let's go a little bit backwards Mm -hmm. so I was looking at Mark's information on LinkedIn and I thought oh wait I know I know that last name but it just didn't ring a bell Mm -hmm. I'm like really he has an interesting story I really want to have him on my podcast so when I called him or you called me or we got in contact you said to me, I didn't even remember. How did we know each other? <laughs> well, you lived right down the street from my parents. Where <laughs> we built a house in Baldwin on Churchill Avenue. So when we moved up there, I was going in the ninth grade. Right. Um, but it was through this Italian 
Heritage Scholarship. Right, it was the yeah. Italian Heritage Scholarship. I was a senior in high school. Mm -hmm. I had to write like some type of speech that my family has never gone to college, mm -hmm. so I had to say that. And when I don't know how I won. Yeah, so you won a scholarship, right? <laughs> yeah. And my brother, who's three and a half years older than me, he had to do the same thing and talk about our Italian heritage, how my mother is from Naples, and yes. and, and he got a scholarship too. Yes. So you guys were in this parade we together. We were in the Columbus Day Parade. Yeah. It was so much fun. Yeah. It was so nice. I felt like the queen. I was like, <laughs> yeah. And but how did you were so much younger than me? I was, yeah. So I really I didn't know you quite yet at that time, but then. I was, you know, I played baseball my whole life, and when I played Legion ball, your husband oh, was my coach. <laughs> He's so a Mike coach. Alusha was He's my Legion baseball coach, <laughs> and so I knew when he was dating you. I kind of, it all just kind of came together. Right. And I remember. The I whole think I thing. came to the games and watched and everything. Yeah, you were probably at some of those games. <laughs> yeah. So baseball. We we our our worlds kind of crossed in two different ways there I know. through baseball and through the. The it's Columbus Day so Parade. bizarre. I know, right? So. It's so bizarre. But I am so fascinated by what you're doing. And, you know, tell us, are you writing songs or are you opening up? Like, tell us a little bit about what you do. Well, I'm a songwriter, so I, I definitely write my own music. And um, I have three albums now. I'm working, I've been working on the fourth one. I have enough material. I just haven't gone to the studio to lay it down, but I perform those songs out. Um, so, do you have a studio? That you no, perform. I mean I go. Well, I've recorded in studios around Pittsburgh, but my favorite—I have friends in Nashville, and so it's worth it for me to, to fly down there or drive down there to get those musicians oh to play on it. Oh my gosh, that's um, wonderful! Yeah, it just—it just—it's it, crazy how it all came about. But I won the CMT Singer Song. It was Country Music Madness, and no it was way. all through Sony Music and everything. And I won in the Pittsburgh market. And when was this? This was in 09. Okay. And a friend of mine was, was dating this girl whose mom worked at a car dealership in West Virginia. And this guy moved his whole family down to Nashville so his son could go to Belmont. And then they bought a studio. Oh, my gosh. And they just Small started world. their own publishing company. So by me winning this thing and then meeting my buddy's girlfriend, they put us in contact because I had to go to Nashville to do the showcase. Right. And that's how I met. Uh, Chris Utley, who runs the studio, who's the son that went to Belmont, who has an engineering, you know, background and everything with music. So that's where that relationship started, and that's how that formed. And so I record everything down there now. It's unbelievable. Nashville. Do you think that's the place to be if you want to? You're a young musician and you want to kind of start off. Yeah, and it's not all. It's not necessarily just country music because I'm not. I'm not country music. What is your genre? My genre is more rock. I would say or contemporary rock acoustic rock um, but the songwriting aspect yeah. that fits in the Nashville you know just writing and you know coming up with melody I mean it's just you sit in a room and you work yeah. and you have to you know you have to trust who you're working with and with me I'll write my songs here and I'll get them to the point where I feel like yeah this is good like right. I need it I need it to you move need feedback me. though too yeah I do I now I test it out on my fa well family's always <laughs> You're so wonderful. Yeah, you can't trust them. <laughs> oh, that's a number one. I'm like, okay, I, I know that's not good enough. I mean, you know. Yeah, then you know the opposite. <laughs> yeah, but I, I have a feel now what when I think I got something. And so then you go down there and it's, then, you know, the, the owner of the studio, Chris, yes. he hires all the musicians that I need for this. Okay. Because I, I'm not so concerned about playing 
the acoustic guitar on the track. Right. You barely hear that anyway. It gets buried. I'm all about, I'll go down and play. They're sitting in a room like this. There's a band leader. He sits there just kind of like Amy right now, you know, and he charts <laughs> everything as I play the song. So I play it for them. Yeah. They, they hear it for the first time. He just looks at my fingers. He just writes it all out, goes into the, uh, another room prints out like five copies gives it to the keyboard player gives a copy to the bass player copy to the electric guitar player a copy to you're kidding this is what goes in when you say chart I'm sorry honey what does that mean they write down he writes down all the notes he's writing the notes he's writing the notes and or what key it's in but in Nashville they do numbers so instead of saying A, G, D they're like one, four, five they know all the lingo so you know my first couple songs there um, you know I was you know, I was like baptized in that, and and yeah. it was it was overwhelming, but it was how thrilling. You know, it was, you, know you learn exciting. a lot. It's educational. So now yeah. when I go down, it's you know I I, I feel confident what right. we're doing, and and I know what I want. You know, when you first start this process, you're you're kind of you're not sure what you even want. You're kind of insecure with right. your own uh, product, right? You know, but that comes in time. The and confidence anything we do. that your music, yeah. that people want to listen to it. Right. Yeah. So fast forward, those songs, um, they open up a lot of doors. I got to do it. I opened up the way it really yeah, started was getting the open. Like, was it only in Pittsburgh or did you open up in other places? Uh, it started here mainly. And it was through Froggy. I won this radio contest. <laughs> so it to the reward for that was to open up for um, Van Zant at the Pepsi Roadhouse. Nice. It was just one song. So I went on. When uh, was this on this? This was in. Oh five, okay, I believe. So the next year, well, right when I got off stage, the owners of Pepsi Roadhouse, uh, Lena Bologna, the, the, the Bologna family, she came up to me. She's like, "We loved it. It was just one song, though." Oh you my know? gosh! And she's so like, "We'd like you to did. open up for George Jones," and I wasn't that up on country, so I looked up who George Jones was, and I'm like, "Oh my god, <laughs> country royalty! He's like Johnny Cash. He's oh yeah, he he did oh, shows yes. with Elvis. I mean, these these people were." Big time. They're icons. I yeah, mean, icons, yeah. straight right. up. So I opened up for George Jones in 07 or 06 and then 07, two years in a row. Oh my gosh. And then winning the CMT thing, going down there, doing the showcase for Warner Brothers. Um, it, and then it's just, it's so it started these... like that's what spiraled it. Like it started like flowing, people started knowing your name. Is that how that all? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then gigs here start picking up because of that. And then um, I co-wrote a song with George Jones's band leader, which was oh, hello, which was insane. Okay. That was that was cool. So that's <laughs> when it just when you have those things start to happen to you, it it, it for me it inspired me more to, to write more. Right. You know, so that's what you need too. So you the current, that. I mean, if you want to know who I recently opened for, right. um, So then I got um, in contact with uh, Brian Drusky. And he's one of the he's one of the biggest promoters in Pittsburgh now. Okay. And so he had me open up for Edwin McCain. You remember Edwin McCain? He sings the song "I'll Be." Yes. He was the yes. reason I even started writing songs. I just loved "I'll Be" so much. I picked up the guitar like that week. I'm like, this. It's just inspiring. You're gonna have to play it. No, I, sing I, I don't it for play. Us. I don't Come play on. that song. But we um, have it sing a little but bit. But to more. open <laughs> up for him after he inspired me mm-hmm. to do this right. more so than I already was. Because I was just kind of singing at the time, it inspired me to 
learn the guitar, write music. Oh, so that's when it all happened. That that happened when I saw him years ago uh, mm. at like Rosebuds. That was the first time. Yeah, <laughs> we're really dating ourselves. So now. then, yeah. So he comes. To, but I, I met Edwin like five or six times at his shows. We would talk all the time. Yeah. He would ask me how gigs were, and then I opened for him. Like, hey, Edwin, I'm I'm opening for you tonight. You know. Oh my gosh, so you became friends. You yeah, became it's friends. it's it's really cool. And then from that, it really just started going. Yes. Like it just started really snowballing. So open. I did a Christmas show with CeeLo Green. Um, oh my! If you remember CeeLo, he was yes. one of the judges on The Voice. Yes, he was. <laughs> um, I, I did a show at the Carnegie Homestead Music Hall with Natasha Bedingfield. I just did another show there with Blue Oyster Cult. But that was the second time I did a show with Blue Oyster. So open for them twice. Um, God, uh, Kip Winger. I opened up for Uncle Cracker twice. I saw Dennis Quaid on your bio. I opened, yeah, it is Dennis. I'm like, Dennis Quaid, is he not? <laughs> I thought he was the actor. Dennis is the actor, <laughs> yeah. But he does music. And remember, he played um, Jerry Lee Lewis in Great Balls of Fire. So he has he music in did. him. He did. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Okay. I was, so, I was getting the, the brother mixed up with the Christmas vacation. That's Randy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Randy's the brother. <laughs> but yeah, I did a show with Dennis Quaid last, last November. That was really cool. So do you get to meet these people or are you like open yeah. up for them? And Okay. Oh, yeah. I meet them. I mean, we're backstage, you know, doing the sound checks. I'm waiting for them to come off. And then when they come off, we talk and then I go on and then they hear me. And so we talk all prior to the show. And then after the show, once they really heard me, they're all really, they seem very cool about it. And, yeah. You know, so we talk and they, you know, give me compliments and it really validates you when, right. when you your heroes. That tell you you know great set and and they're listening i have right. a picture I'm, I'm playing and john wait if you remember john wait sings i ain't missing you at all remember john, he was like yes. he, big in the 80s but he Don't just tease us with your voice come on he, he, he's <laughs> leaning over the balcony and some fan took a picture i didn't even know this person but found me on facebook and then sent the picture to me on messenger and said i think you might like to see this and it was john watching me play oh and i just thought man God. this is cool you know. That is so awesome. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And then I did a show with Corey Feldman. Remember the Goonies? Yes. And... I mean, that Corey. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that was at the what Hard Rock. What did he rock. do? Did he do comedy? No, he, he does music. Oh, he does? Yeah. And people ask me, like, what what was that like? You yeah. Know? And I always give people credit for putting it out His there. voice is a little bit different. Yeah. It, I didn't even know he did it either. Um, but... I just said it's an experience because they come marching in with these flags and and he had the girls are dressed like angels like it's out there. Oh, it's a production. It is a production, <laughs> but you know it was it was cool meeting him and yeah. I mean because those movies were big in my at my time. It was oh, Stand yeah. by Me, The Gremlins, right. Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, you know, but here's <laughs> the, insane. So here's the thing though: you're meeting all these people, and you're loving it. Did you want to take it to the next level, or do you like where it is now? I mean, when I was younger, honestly, that's what that was like. A that was definitely a dream of mine. But I kind of put myself in a in a tough spot because I went to IUP. I got my teaching degree, and I was one of those kids who didn't want to upset their parents too much. So, like, my mom supported whatever I wanted to do, but my dad's like, "You get that degree, you get a job, and then and then you can do that." And I think in the back of his mind, he's like, "Well, if you do get the job and stuff, you won't. It, you're not going to be able to do it. Right. It, won't, it won't." And it didn't say it because he didn't believe in me or anything i just think he know it's a long shot it's a risk. they don't want to see your kids struggle right you know so i did get a job right out of college I, I teach at bethel park so i've been there 
quite a while now, but I never stopped the music. And when I met Amy, you know, she did my first website years ago. Oh my gosh, Amy! Yeah, that, that's how we met. Yeah, and then that's we have we have some mutual world. friends. Yeah, so. Such I could say Kelly. Hi, Kelly. It's, it's been a long time. such a small world. I can't yeah. believe it. So you did his first website. Yeah. And when was that? That was? That was probably like, oh, I don't know, oh, six, oh, five. Oh, yeah, oh, five or six. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, right around then. Do you have a website now? Yeah, the website's markferrarimusic.com. Uh, okay. And everything's on there as far as, you know, the gigs, all the events that are coming up, all the photos from those big shows. Uh, they can sample music on there. Um, can merch. they? If somebody out there needs you for maybe an event or something, you do that. You go to local places. Oh or yeah. Do you travel a little bit? Yeah, I do like tri-state pretty much. Okay. Uh, but you know, aside from the songwriting and stuff, you know, you do. I could play any any bar things like that. You know, right. have our, our arsenal of cover songs that people like to hear. Right. But you know, we get hired for. Um, uh, everything really grad grad parties birthday parties um they're more adult themed you right. know okay. but uh yeah there's nothing that i, I haven't say, done the I wedding say. singer <laughs> <laughs> bachelorette parties you know oh nice okay <laughs> i'm just kidding um hey you gotta have fun right <laughs> but but recently this this past summer um i got into this i never thought this would be an avenue for me although i love the song i love watching people do the song but um, I got in with the Pirates for the national anthem. Oh, so, that's wonderful. Yeah, that was, that was awesome. I did the anthem one time back in 2003 at Jacobs Field. It's now Progressive Field, but for a Cleveland Indians game. And, um, and I, had, I didn't do it since then. I just was doing, I was so into like, my music. I didn't care about that stuff. But right. I always wanted to do that and, and do more of it. So I went down and auditioned, and they gave me three dates. So I did July 1st nice. against the uh, – well, McCutcheon was there because he was playing for Milwaukee. Then I did the Red Sox game, which okay. was awesome. It was huge. And then I did the last, second to last home game against St. Louis. Um, and then from that, I, I, did, I got hired to do the anthem. It was supposed to be on the submarine for Veterans Day. Okay. But it was pouring on that Friday. So it all got moved in. But um, Natalie Mihalik, Connor Lamb, the mayor, Ed Ganey, yes. uh, Fitz. Gerald, they were all there. The national and anthem. I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. No, no. My daughter sang it at PNC Park too, and that delay, that delay. When you're singing that, how do you focus so that you uh. don't hear that echo coming through? <laughs> it's nerve wracking. So when I first went you down to PNC Park, it, it was an empty stadium. They were away. For, uh, they were in LA for like a three game thing. So I went down and sang in an empty stadium with the mic and everything. And I didn't take earplugs or anything, and it was. It was throwing me off. I mean, I must have did. I did it. Okay. I, you know, I performed it okay, but I didn't feel comfortable. Right. So I knew when I went down for the first time to actually do it for the game. I put in like it's like thirty three dB cancellation ear right. earbuds, you know, and that was great. Now it's kind of sounds like this. You yes. know, kind of sound like you're a little, you know, underwater a little right. bit because you hear everything, but you hear everything perfectly, but it just sounds weird in your head because. You know, you're not hearing I know. It the right she way. She was going so slow because she was like, she could hear her echo. And yeah, was, that's what it does. They're like, come on, play ball. Yeah, Let's it, go. Creates, Let's go. <laughs> it creates you to delay too, right. to wait for that to catch up. So when I threw those in, um, I just was able to just power right through it the way I do it. I didn't hear myself coming back at me. So um, I fixed it. And then I just, I did um, I did a national anthem for Pitt versus Louisville. 
the men's basketball okay, this nice. past February. And I went down there. I was hoping the delay would be w- way better because right. it's smaller. I was going to say, but it, the it, same? it's still it was still just enough that I'm like, uh, I'm wearing these things, yes, you know. So. Right. But well, that was cool. It so looks the anthem, like everything's going great. Yeah, though. things are good. The next one's I'm booked for August 26th when they play the Cubs. It's a Saturday night firework night, so nice. that's something to look forward we'll to. to. We'll have to go, Amy. Yeah, let's do it. So let's let's. I get hear... called tickets, so let me know if you guys want to go. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna hear some of your singing. I mean, we can talk all day about Mark, but you know what? <laughs> I want to hear your singing. And we also talked about doing like a theme song, Amy, for Spill with Me, Jenny D. Wait, till you hear this song? First of all, the words. They're so good for what I'm doing. I'm trying to help make awareness and just share with people and let them know that, you know, every day could be a struggle, but we're all in this together and we have each other. And Mark wrote these words, and it's in my head. I was listening to it when I came in. Hmm. I was like, oh, my gosh, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. So if you want to get your guitar. Yeah, and, play that for us. Yes. Oh, my gosh. It's so nice. I wish I had this talent. I wish I could be. I used to want to sing, but I can't read music or play anything. <laughs> I got like, my picks like bare. Hey, wait a minute. I played the trombone in middle school, so that's an instrument, right? <laughs> yeah. Let me tune this real quick. So. Sure, no problem. Um, it's just interesting watching you. I might not even have to. It might sound very... That's, that feels good. Yes. <clears throat> so I can do like the... The stripped down version for you, you know, just okay. like just a sample. Yes, I'm so excited. Okay. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be better. I can't wait. Making my move. Live for the day. Sing like a bird. Fly like a plane Come spill with me Jenny D I'll do a little bit first <laughs> Here comes the sun, it's time to shine crack it's just allergies and no, you know you're fine. i never really tried, but, that, yeah. i didn't even notice that for you to even say uh, that that uh, was gives character to this it was like, wasn't that great so i mean like he can just pick up and just start writing like that to me is such a talent and if you want to play anything that you just wrote or something that you feel like we we want the listeners and viewers to hear i can just i'll play a song that was i wrote it's it's kind of old but it's 
it's always one I kind of open the show okay. with. Okay. Yes, absolutely. So, all right. It's called. Let me let me double check on this then. Yeah, I'll usually open a show with this one. This is on my first mm -hmm. album, and the song's called All She Needs. All She Needs. So, it's for all the, the lonely hearts out there. Aww. Go all make right. me cry. Here, I'll put these <laughs> down here. Yeah, that's fine. Let's see. She said love don't feel the same. She's gone and I'm the blame. Just a little love is all she needs If I had a way till tomorrow Just to be with you Then today is in the way Seems like there's no one I can turn to To help relieve the pain Since you went away Just ain't that easy I begged her to stay I can't let her get away She said love don't feel the same She's gone and I'm the blame Just a little love is all she needs At night when I think of her I can still hear her Words. Just a little love is all she needs She said she needed more from me I acted selfishly I failed to realize There's more to life than just my needs And all my crazy dreams I'm crucified I'm sorry to say They got in the way But no matter how I'm not gonna lose you now, yeah She said love don't feel the same She's gone and I'm the blame Just a little love is all she needs Just a little love is all she needs And I don't need sympathy to drive me to my knees And I don't need honesty, the truth is killing me
Thank you. Awesome. Oh my. How do you? <laughs> so, where do you get the inspiration to write these songs? I mean, do you think of something maybe happened in your life, or do you just come up with these? Um, yeah, usually I draw from life experiences right. and um, yes. or friends' life experiences. You know, there's always there's a story somewhere. That's you know, right. It doesn't have there's to be a your. Story. <laughs> it, it doesn't have to be your own all the time. But like that one was that was something. Uh, you know, I, yes. I went through it a young, but they, in my earlier But they years. say, though, when you sing a song and, you know, you have something with it, like there's like a, a memory or something, mm-hmm. then you're really into it. And you can see you can see it in their face, in their eyes when they're singing that song. Because yeah. sometimes, I mean, you probably see this in the business. People will sing a song and it doesn't really. It doesn't connect. No, it doesn't connect. Or, and they don't, and you don't, it doesn't, it's not believable. Right. You know, probably because most of the time. It's written for them. Right. And so, you know, I always, believe me, if someone wrote this amazing song and, I, and they wanted me to sing it, I could get into it. I could, right. you know, you get your brain to go to that place. Because you got to believe it, too, when you're singing it. You have to feel it. Right. And I think that's, I, you know, I feel music so much. Like, it moves me so much that, like, I don't ever want to cheat myself or anyone else that's given me, like, the, the privilege to sing for them. Right. So if someone's going to listen to me, I want to give it, you know, it give them the respect to perform and mean it. And that's right. not hard for me to do that. I mean, I, I naturally, I, I can't, like, if, say my, I'm playing a gig and I don't feel real well and I'm like, I'm going to take it easy tonight. Right. I still don't end up doing that. I still, no, because I somebody, still get into it and I can't, I can't just Can somebody down. in the crowd be like, hey, do you play Bon Jovi? Because that's always me. <laughs> yeah, I know do you, you just, like Bon Jovi. <laughs> do you just like spontaneously like... I could do certain. Yeah, if people yell the artist out, you know, you want commitment. Take a look into these eyes. They burn with fire for you. Until the end of time. And I would give anything. My blood, my love, my life. To have you in these arms tonight. I mean, I could go whatever. Oh, my but, gosh. You know, I, I could bon just Jovi. sit here all day and listen to music. <laughs> Where's my wine, Amy? I feel like we're at a place just sitting That's here. That's perfect. Yeah, like a Friday night, a glass of wine, and yes, a guitar. You know. Yes, I'm, I'm so excited. Setting. So excited that you're here and that you've performed for us. And I want people mm-hmm. to know who you are. We're, you know, we're all about promoting people that are, you know, our hometown. But we also, you know, I mean, you could also go on the road and become big because of this podcast. So you got to remember could. Amy and I, okay? That's right. <laughs> but, I mean, if, they, if somebody wants to get a hold of you or mm-hmm. any information that they can provide, you can provide for them, would you like to tell us, like, should they contact you on Facebook, on Instagram? Sure. Or? Yeah, Facebook for sure. Mark Ferrari, so... You know, they, they'll, they'll recognize it when they see it. I'm, like, singing the national anthem, so you'll know that's my picture. But, yeah, they can contact me through Messenger, okay. through Facebook. Uh, the website uh, has all that information, too. There's an email form on there, and it'll, it'll come to me. But the email is markferrarimusic at gmail.com. Okay. Um, so, I mean, those are the basic, easy ways. Right. You know, anyone can get a hold of me. And, I love it. So. I like you, need, you just put yourself out there, and then people are – can contact you. All right, we're yeah. gonna put his cell phone out there and his address. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so funny. I mean, I think I actually have that on. I, I think I had it. Your on pin the number. Like, you know what? That's not a good idea. <laughs> yeah. 
I know. Yeah. Thank you so much, Mark. Yeah, thanks I mean, for having I appreciate- me. Thank you, Andrew, for coming in the studio. He's backstage over here. And Amy Taylor for this beautiful studio yeah. that thanks, you let Amy. us use. I so appreciate it. And Mark, I, I wish you luck. And I'm coming to see you. Amy and I will be there. Awesome. Wherever you're at, we'll we'll definitely we've got to go to the pirate game and listen to you in August. Yeah. <laughs> if you guys want to, just let me know. I get a batch of tickets for that. I'll make sure you guys. I want club seats. Okay. Oh, they're good. They're right behind home plate. It's not the Lexus or Hyundai Club, whatever they renamed it, but it's right behind it. Okay. It, Excellent. They're great. Aww. But thank you too. Thanks for having me. You're doing great things. This is really growing Aww. fast. I love so. it. You know, you can tell when someone's passionate about what they do. That's why I, I gravitate towards, like, Amy has that passion. You have that oh, passion. Oh, for sure. Andrew has that. Everybody has that passion where you gravitate, and it kind of fuels you. Mm-hmm. It gives you that energy to say, you know what, I can do this. Yeah. I can do this. So yeah. helping each other is small business. And you just kind of naturally surround yourself with like-minded people. Right. Even yeah. if your passion is something different, it's still passion. So you, you have a common... You have that silver lining, you know. Right. We're in this together. We're all in this together. Right. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much, sweetie. You're welcome. This was Spill With Me, Jenny D. Take care.